What's up? What's up? What's up? Good morning, everybody. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. What's going on, podcast family? Wherever you listen, I appreciate you. Spotify, a lot of people, a lot of you guys stream on Spotify. Thank you so very much. Uh, you might as well go on over there. And uh, when you're listening to Just Media Works, Mad Love, I think I think it's under Mad Love. Mad Love by Just Media Works. Then all you got to do is go up to that little search window and type in the Culper Manifest and go ahead and follow us. Because, you know, we're out here, we're grinding. <laughs> and some of the songs you hear on this podcast, especially ones you think you might like, you'll find them on that uh, under Culper Manifest. So you should do that. Uh, thank you so much for checking us out. Today is Friday. I'm in my Friday fields. Uh, next week might be a little different. Have to travel for the gig, so I will try to podcast when I can. Hopefully, I can stay on schedule, but um, I might have to do something different. We'll see. Anyway, I wanted to reach out and just say that my Friday feels is uh, the ladies' edition, and what I mean by that is uh, I find it curious. You know, I, I work with a lot of young people. Millennials are all around me. I'm usually <laughs> like one or of two or three uh, Gen Xers. And then I'm surrounded by millennials and boomers. And so boomers tend, uh, well, I I get along okay with baby boomers, but I tend to get along and really well with millennials. They like gravitate towards me. I'm your cool auntie. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm cool auntie age to them. <laughs> I'm younger than their parents. Most, yeah, most of their parents. Um, but we're not peers. We're not going to be hanging out and dropping it at the club together. So anyway, I tend to attract a lot of millennials. And where I am now uh, in the office, I work with a lot of millennial females. And they're, you know, young. Some of them are in their 30s haven't gotten married. Some of them are married with no kids yet. Some people have been married and have kids and they're juggling it all. And usually I find myself having a conversation, well, you're going to have to decide. As a woman, you have to decide if you're going to get married and have kids. You know, and everybody knows if you're married, your husband requires a, a lot of attention. I have friends that I can't even talk to on the phone because their husband pretty much wants to have their attention. And then once you start having kids, they they want your attention, too. And that's fair. No one's saying that's unfair. But you have to figure out the balance. You know, I have a friend who pretty much just calls me from her car. <laughs> it's like I got this window of time to chat. And, um, you know, you can't always talk freely in front of your husband. And so it's like, OK, we're going to we're we have car chat. Um and then other people, you know, they manage their marriages. The husbands are, you know, they hear you're on the phone and they just head on out the room. Okay, hey, Judy, and then they go. Um, but, uh, you know, it just depends. And I always say to the young people, like, you're going to have to choose because husbands require energy and kids really require your energy. Um, and they should have it, especially your children. Um, so it's funny to watch people think, wait, I have to decide, but you do. And men don't have to choose. Men can go and make a hundred babies and they'll never uh, think twice about missing a day of work. And, and that's of course a broad generalization, but 
it's been my experience that a lot of men, uh, they're not the first parent that gets the call when the kid's sick at school. They're not the one that takes them to the doctor. They're not the one that, you know, takes off weeks to be with the child. And I'm not saying they shouldn't or they can't, but a lot of them don't. And so as a woman, if you're a career person, you have to decide, like, you know, am I going to focus on my career and advance this or am I going to split time? And, uh, you know, you can be in your feelings about that because it's not fair. And on top of that, we're still not going to make as much money as men. Um, And apparently there's a penalty for when you uh, leave the workplace I was watching something on Netflix. You, When you leave the workplace to have babies and, um, you know, you have to pull back from work, that's a big separator. A lot of your male peers are going to double down and start making the money that you're leaving on the table. They're going to take it. So it's 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 called a child tax or something like that. It, it's deep and it's not fair. And we need to really go back and look at that. There's no reason in the world that if we're doing the same job that you should make more money doing it than I am, especially when I'm probably better at it than you. You know, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, I'm in my feelings for the for the ladies, for us. You know, we work hard. We give a million percent. You know, I was thinking about it the other day. It's like I personally think that sex is better when you're in love with the person that you're having sex with. But I remember uh, one of my exes, he was pretty firm in the column of, I I can't tell the difference. (laughs) And I was like, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't know how to combat that. You know what I mean? So we, we agreed to disagree. And then later on, he was like, I think you're, you're right. I I can see how it is better when you love the person. I'm like, thanks. Um, that keeps, you know, the female in your life from just being the receptacle of your semen. I mean, seriously, we're not, it's not a huge stretch. Um, but I can see that as a woman, you know, we're wired so differently and we're socialized so differently than men, you know, and uh, it's just an interesting thing. And sometimes I, I let my brain wander because that's how I know I'm getting ready to start writing again. <laughs> when I start thinking about scenarios and conversations and energy, I know I'm going to write. So um, have no fear. My production team is we've got a vault of music. People send me stuff all day, um, ideas, concepts, uh you know, California, the EP is out. Uh, it's been well received. You know, it's nice. Uh, we're we're not a big group, so it's not like a ton of people, uh, you know, download the first day or anything. But it is nice to see that people have left comments and, uh, you know, listen to it. And uh, we appreciate the support. Uh, each project is a little bit more well received than the last. And that's great. Um also starting to get some royalty checks. Yes, they're small, but hey, you got to start somewhere. So I'm just really super thankful that everything's going well. And now we can get back to the business of uh, I can run that part of the business and I can then devote my other half of my brain to uh, writing. And uh, I'm going to write about where I am now for sure. And, um, you know, it, It'll be very fascinating, and I think you guys will enjoy that. Um, All I can say is (sighs) crisis really shows you who people are. 
And I'm reading a book now, too, called Power, The 48 Laws of Power. And I mean, it's a little grim. <laughs> it, it It's a heavy book. It's sort of like the sociopath's guide to success. I think that should be the other name of the book. But it's called 48 Laws of Power. And I'm pretty early in. But one of the tenets of the book is basically you, you know, you don't ever really know another person, which I think is true. Uh, you, There are people that you feel like, you know, you only know another person in as much as you know yourself. So if you are a little gray on who you are as a human being, you're probably not a good judge of character. And um, the book is like, look, your friends can become your enemies, but use your enemies because it's better to have enemies than friends because you can't really trust people. I mean, it's it's a grim book, but, <laughs> um, you know, if you want to have power, you got to understand it. So, uh, you know, I'm just reading it and seeing what it says, but it's very heavy on Machiavelli, uh, very heavy on uh, Sun Tzu and just basic strip your emotions down it's sort of like um a modern version of relentless well not a modern version i think uh 48 power 40, 48 laws of power came out before relentless but it's sort of like another version of the book relentless by tim grover you you kind of have to be a sociopath to be an elite power player you know you got to have some part of your brain that you just turn off and uh, go for it, which would explain why a lot of women don't have a lot of power. Not saying that women can't be crazy, because I know that we can be, but um, women tend to not want to um, cause a lot of friction, not get along. Like, women tend to not like confrontation, um And they may be sneaky and subversive, but at the end of the day, a lot of women, most women want to be liked. And in relationship, most women want to be loved. So they will do what they think it takes for this person to continue to love them. So, you know, you'll hear it over and over again. A lot of women like, hey, I just wanted to keep my man. (laughs) I I Hey, he cheated. He apologized. I... I love my man. You know what I mean? So uh, there is a correlation between power and being female. So something to think about. If you want to chat about it, you know where I am. Hit me up. You can uh, also uh, email me questions if you feel the need at cool people, cool people, all one word, at civiltheory.com. Just dawn on me that now you can't really submit questions through anchor anymore so email me if you like find us out in the world follow us on spotify you know we're on apple music we're we're in the store if you want to buy something that'd be even better all right fam have an excellent day i'm all up in my fields it's gonna be a good one though we're gonna have a great end to this week let's go